once again to the Movement Code Podcast, where together we're going to crack the code on movement longevity. Every week we are going to talk about how to move better for your entire life so you can do what you want to do as long as you want to do it. In a world right now where the need for outcomes has never been greater, the outcomes have never been worse, and that is why I'm doing this podcast. My name is Dr. J.C. Aikenhead. I'm the realist chiropractor. The reason I call myself the realist chiropractor is when you hear from me, I can guarantee you three things. Number one, you're going to hear no BS. Two, you're not going to get any gimmicks or gimmicky ideas from me. And three, there's 100% guaranteed real world application to everything that we are going to talk about. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today, as promised, we're going to talk about what, in my opinion, is one of the most important things that influence the body, influence motion throughout the body that we tend to not talk about. And that is the feet. That is our roots. That is our connection into the ground. Our foot complex is comprised of 26 bones and 33 joints. The reason why there is so many bones and joints within the complex of our foot is because the foot is a very, very delicate apparatus that when used properly when worked properly is going to give us a lot of positive impact up the body. I want to paint a picture for you. You're walking, you're out on your uh, nightly walk with your significant other. Every time you put your foot into the ground, there are chain reactions that are happening up the body. So not only does that foot have to absorb your body's force, as you are stepping from your left foot onto your right foot. Not only does the foot have to soften, cushion you, but then in a split second, it has to stiffen up and allow you to propel your body weight forward. And because of that complexity of movement, that complexity of proper movement, when the needs of movement aren't met within the foot, when the foot's not moving properly, we are going to get let's call them compensations, working their way up the chain. So if we aren't able to move our feet properly into the ground, if we are unable to land properly on a heel, essentially shift our weight from the outside of the foot and shift it back to the, the medial side, to the inside of the foot, and toe off the knuckle of our big toe and our big toe, we are not going to achieve the right amount of movement that happens up the chain. In a perfect world, in a perfect gait cycle, we are essentially landing on the outside of our heel. The weight is being transferred from the outside of our foot, and that's going to work its way across the arch, kind of the like to call the knuckles of the feet off to the big toe. And that's how you're going to toe off. That's how you're going to actually propel your body forward. Now, you can go out and look. I do this all the time because this is something I'm interested in, so I'm always looking at how people are moving, especially how people are moving in the ground. You can tell how someone is going to feel. You can tell, essentially, with a trained eye, what's going on with someone if they have, uh, let's say, back pain or tight hips by how they're putting their feet in the ground. Because when the movement is made properly, we are going to get all the cascade reactions that are working their way up the chain. So as we properly put our big toe in the ground and toe off, we are going to get internal rotation at our tibia, right? So that's our lower leg at the knee. We are then going to get internal rotation through our knee, through our femur, and through our hip. And that is going to maintain a lot of movement through the hip and low back. The majority of low back people that I see in my practice, 
the vast majority, I, I would venture to say everyone I've seen with long-standing low back pain, toes out. So that means they kind of have the duck walk-ish thing, right? So they're on the outsides of their foot all the time. They never really shift their weight through their foot across and off their big toe. So they're never actually achieving that internal rotation through their lower leg, through their, their upper leg and thigh and into their hip. Now, over time, these muscles that are used to or meant to be worked through this internal rotation are all of a sudden getting stuck in shortened positions. Let's call it that. They're getting stuck in shortened positions and they never achieve their full range of motion. There's a big problem with never achieving full range of motion because if you don't use it, you lose it. And that is a very, very real statement when it comes to the body and human movement. For example, I could have nothing wrong with my elbow. Let's say I break my wrist and they put me in a cast and let's say it's a little bit higher up. So they want to make sure that they don't have, there's no shift going on um, in my, in my upper forearm. So they put me in a cast that goes uh, around my elbow. So I'm hanging out in an elbow cast and my elbow is essentially bent for a period of time. Let's call it six weeks until that bone fully heals. As soon as I get that cast off, my elbow is going to feel like absolute garbage. I'm not going to be able to move it because for six weeks, I haven't moved it into full extension. The muscles that attach around the elbow that are responsible for movement, are, they haven't achieved full ranges of motion for a long period of time. So I'm actually going to have to work after that to load them to allow me more movement and that's the same exact thing that happens in the body, especially something like walking, where I, I talk to people all the time that are looking to achieve 10,000 steps a day. So that's that's a, the, a faulty movement pattern that is being being reciprocated over and over and over again, sometimes to the tune of 10,000 steps a day. That's a lot of repetition. That's a lot of repetition that is not moving properly. And that is why for a lot of my people that I see, with tight hips, with tightness in general, let's just call it that, tightness in general. Not only are they breathing improperly, not only do they have um, a stiffening of the rib cage, pelvic imbalance, or some something like that, but more often than not, they have foot contact problems in the ground, which is influencing more tightness of the chain instead of softening up some of that tension that a lot of people are dealing with. Now, very, foot pain in, in our world is very, very common. So along with, you know, your classic um, low back pain, shoulder pain, neck pain, that, you know, tension, tightness, discomfort that I get on a regular basis, plantar fasciitis is um, a, a widespread scenario that no one seems to have an answer for. And honestly, the answer is get the foot and ankle moving very, very well so that the forces are going to be balanced out. But as we know, if you have experienced that in the past, you know this for a fact, you know this for an absolute certainty that you go into a podiatrist office and you are looking for a fix for your plantar fasciitis. The first thing they're going to do, they might do a brief examination. They're going to look and they're going to see if they can qualify your arch for uh, an orthotic, for a very stiff plastic orthotic that is going to block movement through the body. All right. So think about that again. If you have orthotics, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't have orthotics, if you haven't gotten medical grade orthotics, you might not know what I'm talking about. And that's okay. I'm going to spell it out for you. 
So because we either have lack of an arch or sometimes we have too much arch, they're going to put something underneath your arch that is going to mold to your foot. That's essentially going to hold your arch up for 10,000 steps a day. Let's call it that. So if that's now deloading that area, what happens to the foot? It's going to shift to the side. All right. More than likely, we're going to be unable to fully move our foot, pronate it into the big toe. Necessary movement for you to toe off and generate force through your foot. But anyways, podiatrists are going to stick an orthotic, a hard plastic orthotic underneath your foot in order to make sure that you don't stress the plantar fascia, which is the essentially the cause of plantar fasciitis. I essentially equate this to someone that has back pain from bending over and picking something up too heavy. Someone, some brilliant mind, because it's not brilliant, gives them a back brace. Hey, you have a problem bending? Let's just brace you up and make sure that you never have to bend again. Your back pain is going to be great. So now we're limiting movement. So back to the orthotic. We have an orthotic. We have a hard plastic piece that's sitting under there that is blocking you from moving. What do we think is going to happen up the chain? Now we have taken motion away, necessary motion, for the health of everything up the body. So these people with orthotics are frequently dealing with other things. We might take all the pressure off their foot, but now we're going to have a lot of tension through the hips, a lot of tension into the low back. The foot is a very, very dynamic, dynamic apparatus that we use to move, propel, and do the things that we want to do. And when we don't think of it like that, and we just we just trust someone from a shoe store or from a doctor's office that says, hey, these shoes are great for you. Why? Because I watched you walk for 10 seconds on a treadmill. I videotaped it. And then we're going to put you in the one that, you know, is on the mid to higher end. And uh, I like how you walk afterwards. We like to think of it more like that than something that's actually a delicate, very sensitive, very powerful tool that we have to move in. So in short, when we're talking about the feet, we need to talk about how do we get it moving as well as possible and how do we get it as strong as possible? Because you need both of those things. You're going to need a lot of softening that comes from feet. You also need a lot of propulsion. So you're going to need a lot of strength. And when we boil it down to, hey, we have um, this problem, so we're going to block your foot and make sure it doesn't move as much. Now we're taking something that has a, a very, very distinct role in our body's movement pattern. And now we're going to essentially make it a block. So now the rest of the body has to deal with it. This I see as a problem. And this is why I want to talk about it. Because for a lot of people, we see these medical apparatuses as helpful, right? Without thinking of what's happening up the chain, what's happening to the rest of my body, and how could this possibly affect me negatively and not achieve the desired positive effect. I hope I've given you something to think about today. Per usual, if you have any questions, and if you want to discuss this any further, I would love for you to check out my Instagram page, Specialized Rehab. Lastly, if you like the mission here, which is to bring the highest quality information about the biomechanics of the body, boiled down in a way where everyone can understand it, I want you to share this episode with someone. That is the best way to help us grow. That is the best way for me to be able to disseminate what I believe is the best information out there on movement longevity, keeping ourselves and those we love moving well into their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Thanks so much. Looking forward to next week.